So you're listening to 105.1 Life FM, Bendigo's Positive Choice, and this is A Reasonable Christianity. Hi Samuel, how are you going today? I'm well, how are you? (laughs) I'm very well as well. Now we've been uh, covering the topic of uh, of God, is there a God, Um, and the description of God, and we've moved into um, the God as uh, seen in the Abraham. Abrahamic religions, that's so that's exactly Muslim, right. yeah, so that's uh, Islam, Judaism, and Judaism, Christ, yep. yeah, and Christianity. And Christianity, that's and, exactly right. And uh, so last week we were talking about Judaism, and we were, yes. we spoke about Jesus and yes. who uh, who Jesus said he was, but who then they decided he wasn't. Yes, um, and and the reason why he was crucified, which was because. Uh, he was considered a blasphemer. Yes. Um, and so we're moving into Islam. You're going to have a look at how Islam views Jesus. Yes. And uh, and what uh, yeah what that means uh, yes. for us as well. Yes, uh, you're exactly right there, Alida. We we did um, you know after having defined uh, you know from from the proposition does God exist? So which means you take in the atheists and the agnostics. So everybody asks the question: Does God exist? And then so you define uh, what we mean by God, you remove the misconception, you present all the evidence that you have, at least philosophical arguments uh, with scientific evidence, which leads to a conclusion that is theologically significant, that God does exist. And uh, we looked at a number of uh, line of evidence, which we've already talked about on and on. We weren't going to go back into that. Now, if anybody wants to see that, they can go back onto our Facebook page, Yes, uh, A Reasonable Christianity, and they can uh, see the whole series there. Yes, yes. And and, uh, also, uh, as as far as I'm aware, you can go back on 105.1 Life FM uh, podcast, um, or what is it? yeah, there's, there's previous there's section, programs yes, and that sort yes, of stuff. You can yeah, sort of find those yeah. those there, and so we would come therefore to the uh, conclusion of on definition of matter. Uh, you know, all the religions that have some level of concept of God were out. For example, Hinduism was out uh, because it doesn't posit uh, a, the greatest conceivable being, a personal being, um, and Buddhism doesn't even talk about the nature of God at all, and the animistic religions of Africa were out because you know uh, the, the the gods over there are not necessary being; they're basically pieces of trees that are cut by human beings and men. So they're contingent beings, if yes. you will. Yep. And then so we came to the fact that the three Abrahamic religions, so that's Judaism, Islam, and uh, Christianity, believe in the Creator of all things, so mm-hmm. a necessary being. And I actually did say that the Kalam cosmological argument was presented by Al Hazali, who was one of the Muslim theologians of the fourth century. Um, no, not fourth century. Um, because Islam wasn't there in the fourth century, no. sorry. Uh, yeah, so Al-Hazali had presented that argument, I think, um, it's, it must be 14th century, 14, not fourth. And so, uh, with that, um, uh, we then said that the difference between these three Abrahamic religions, the difference is Jesus. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Jesus is the difference between these uh, these Abrahamic religions. So, and it's a difference in in sense that who he said he was was what made the difference. Uh, because, yes, Judaism uh, does recognize that Yeshua uh, uh, was, Jesus uh, Jesus was, but they don't recognize him to, to be who he said he was, which is the reason why we looked at all the biblical texts, um, looking at it as a historical document um, of the claims that Jesus made and their reaction to it. So they wanted to stone him. And in fact, the reason why they crucified him 
was for the sin of blasphemy. Why? Because Jesus said he was God. Yes. He was yeah. the God who created the universe. Mm. And so in that sense, uh, you, you have already, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the claim to be God, uh, if Jesus is God, then Judaism is wrong. Yeah. And, and if Jesus isn't God, then Judaism is right and Christianity is wrong. Yeah. Those two claims are uh, mutually exclusive. They, they exclude each other. And so, and we looked at the biblical text uh, to see that Jesus did claim that he was God and, and so on and so forth, and, and the Jews didn't believe that. So that's the difference between Judaism and Christianity. It's the person of Jesus. And then uh, we, we have uh, one, one more Abrahamic religion, we haven't, uh, you know, which is Islam. You've just brought Islam up. And Islam does, uh, to an extent, believe in Jesus. I was just pulling some of, uh, some of the things I could say about, uh, think about it. Islam does recognize that Jesus um, existed, yeah. uh, that Jesus um, was uh, is called in the, in the, the Quran, is actually called Messiah. Okay, if, if you go and read this uh, Surah chapter 9 verse 30, 31 says the Jews says that Ezra is the son of Allah uh, and the Christian says that the Messiah this, uh, the Messiah is the son of Allah okay, mm. the Messiah is the son of Allah, that is their statement from their mouth, they imitate the saying of those who disbelieve before them, may Allah destroy them, how are they deluded now I can say a few things about here uh, that, you know, first, first of all, you know, the, the writer of the Quran did not understand um, Judaism very well, um, the prophet of Islam, because he says that Ezra, um, Ezra is, uh, you know, the, the person who wrote, who compiled, uh, very respected, uh, who compiled most of the Old Testament. Uh, so he, he was he was a scribe, very very talented, and there's a book in the Bible uh, which is named after Ezra, and so you know he posits that the Jews said that Ezra was the son of Allah or son of God. No, actually no, they don't. Uh, no, the, the the terminology son of God that is applied to Jesus meant equal. To God, so the Jews don't say Ezra was equal to God. Mm. So the, on that one day, you know, the writer of the you know, Islamic text is mistaken. But <laughs> but then uh, he goes to say, what I'm interested in is to say the Messiah is the Son of Allah. In other words, Jesus. Christians say the Messiah is the Son of Allah. So the Muslim recognize Jesus to be the Messiah, but they don't understand that the concept of Messiah as it was presented in Judaism at the time was not just simply a savior of any kind, it was God himself. I did present a text in Isaiah that said that. Mm. So in, in, in that sense, it goes, well, may Allah destroy all, all of them. If you read Surah chapter 5, verse 75, uh, it says the Messiah, the son of Mary, was was not but a messenger, right? And uh, all the messengers have passed before him, and his mother was a supporter of truth. They both used to eat food. Look how we make clear to them the signs. Then look how they are deluded. So uh, here, the Quranic text text is saying that the Messiah, the son of Mary, was just a messenger, a prophet. 
Yes. He wasn't God. He no. wasn't the son of God, or, which means equal to God. So the Quran denies the, the fundamental claim of Christianity that Jesus is God. Mm. And if Jesus is not God, then Christianity is mistaken. But if Jesus is God, then Islam is mistaken. Yeah. These two claims are mutually exclusive. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so here's, a, I'll give you another surah so that we, we've got, uh, this is you know, Quranic verses, uh, surah 19, uh, verse 35. It is not befitting for Allah to take or to have a son. Exalt is he. When he decrees an affair, he only says, he only says to it, be, and it is. So he's saying here that it's improper for anybody to conceive that God had a son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so in that sense, uh, the Quran is denying the Christian claim that Jesus was the son of God. And, and I'll, I'll get to, to show you how the writer of the Quran misunderstood what the Christians me- meant that uh, Jesus is the son of God. Here's another surah. It's in surah 10, verse 68. They have said, Allah has taken a son, exalted is he, he is the one free of need. To him belong whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on earth. You have no authority for this claim. Do you say about Allah that, that which you do not know? So it's like it is not, it's not proper for God to have a son. No. And there is, um, uh, you know, Surah 72 verse 3. And it teaches, talking about the Bible, that, that exalted is the nobleness of our Lord. He has not taken, as I was talking about the Quran teach, he has not taken a wife or a son. <laughs> yes. Can you see that? Yeah. So uh, the writer of the Quran thought that when the Christian says that Jesus is the son of God, they understood it to mean that somehow God went and took a wife. Yes. And we got a child. Yes. Now that's that's the, the misunderstanding. Yeah. So it's in the same way that they misunderstand the Trinity. They think that the Trinity means God, Jesus, and Mary. Uh, so that's the Quranic. Uh, the writer of the Quran misunderstood Christian theology. Yeah. And so you can hear when I say this, the Muslims are going to get up in arms. I'm just saying that if if this is was coming from an angel, uh, who was revealing this to the prophet. So that angel then is mistaken, did not know what Christians believed. Yeah. So it doesn't you know, quite sound it, it, plausible, does it? It does not no. sound exactly that no. what the Christians teaches. Yeah. So already you have a problem of the inaccuracy of the representation of the Christian message. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, we'll have a bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, unpack this uh, particular conundrum a little further. Hanging my head and hiding my scars I was a prodigal who fell too far from you So many bridges I had burned Left me past the point of no return And considers like me, they don't deserve a love like you But I heard you knock at the door of my heart 
So Samuel, before the break, uh, we were unpacking uh, some areas of the Quran that talk about Jesus and who Jesus is, mm. um, and uh, and they quite clearly uh, don't believe that Jesus is uh, God's son because they don't believe that God had taken a wife yes. and therefore could not have a son. Yes. Uh, but also their uh, interpretation of what Christians believe also yes. is slightly out of kilter yes. in the Quran as well. So yeah, you were yeah. going to expand a little further on on what is happening here. Yes. So I was. Um, you know, saying that what is good, I've been saying this a little from the beginning. Uh, many people removed religion and religious claim from the realm of rationality, reasoning, and, and thinking clearly. Mm. Think about it. If we want to think clearly for a moment, the writer of the Quranic text claims that these were revealed by Allah, by God, 
sending a messenger with an angel to reveal it to the prophet. And the prophet just wrote it down as it was revealed. Now, the Quran says that Allah is all, Allah is all knowing. Mm. He knows all things, which is the same claim as a Christian message and a uh, Judaic message. However, the all-knowing God who sends this angel to give the message to the prophet does not know what Christians believe about the Son of God mm. because the Quran seems to pose that Allah took a wife and had a son. No Christian theologians from the first century all throughout history, no Christian theologians where the salt has ever taught anything like that. That's right. So... You can imagine that the writer of the Quran, I mean, whoever revealed, uh, you know, the, the message to, to the Prophet of Islam, obviously did not know. So for my thinking mind, I'm starting to think, well, if the all-knowing God was revealing this to the Prophet, he should have known what Christians believe to represent it correctly. Exactly. And the fact that it is misrepresented and it's written in the Quran, it tells me already that the origins of the, the Quran itself then must be doubted. Mm. Uh, to me, it, that, it's just a matter of rationality. If the all-knowing God couldn't tell you exactly what Christians believe, I wonder whether it is the Almighty God who was telling you. Yes. And so, <laughs> there, there you start. <laughs> well, my, my other thought was that, uh, that it was just written down incorrectly. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but maybe not. Well, now, if 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 you then one it's completely flawed. If one goes to say that, okay, maybe you know it was revealed properly but written down incorrectly. Mm-hmm. What it does, it destroys the the authority of the holiness of the Quran. Yeah, that's right. Because if it was this particular one was written down incorrectly, what else in there was written down incorrectly? Mm. How do we know? You know, because this one we know because there are Christian and Christian theologians. And I'll show you a number of uh, things that um, the Quran does also get not get right um, as far as as uh, Jesus is concerned. And um, uh, just just a moment. Here, I was I was talking about. Um, I was going to pull this um, this text. I was talking about uh, the Quran text. Believe that the Trinity uh, was the un- it was you know there was three, which means God, Jesus, and Mary. Uh, let me see if I've got that particular text uh, correct. Um, so it must be Surah chapter four, verse one seven one. All people of scripture do not commit excess in your religion or say about Allah except the truth. The Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, was but a messenger of Allah and his word which he directed to Mary and a soul created at a command from him. So believe in Allah and his messengers and do not say three. We don't do a trinity. Mm-hmm. Do not say three. Desist. It is better for you. Indeed, Allah is about one God. Exalt is he above having a son. To him belong whatever is in heaven and whatever is on earth. And sufficient is Allah as disposer of affairs. Let me, there's another, another text that spills out really clearly. Uh, if I can't find it this particular uh, time, I, I think I'll, um, um, uh, I'll, 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 I'll get it in our next, 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 uh, next, portion, next yep. program. Yep. Uh, next program, I will just just for the sake of having that on the record. Oh, okay, yes. So um, you can see, therefore, here um, now uh, you will notice that um, having said that, we're not going to look at the the Quran denies Jesus is not God. The same way the Jews deny Jesus is not God. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. it. So Christianity 
uh, is built on one simple concept of the incarnation. That the you know uh, if if you you, ha- you have your Bible and you open it, um, and we read uh, a text we read last uh, last time. It's in in Philippians. So you can fa- find the uh, Philippians chapter two, uh, Philippians two. Uh, I just got to pull out from my you know electronic Bible because my uh, uh, other you know. Physical Bible is not on this table <laughs> with me. With you, yeah. It's not here, but let's just pull out Philippians chapter 2 and we are going to read from verse 8. Let's read from verse 5. Let this mind be in you. I'm reading from King James, New King James. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal to God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of man, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And so you see here that um, the writer of the New Testament is saying that Jesus being God, being in the form of God, didn't struggled to hold onto that uh, but he decided that he let that go it's it's called kenosis uh, in Greek which means to lower himself to stoop low uh, you know some some Christian theologian explained this is the way like if you're grown up but you stoop down to the level of a child to speak the child's language yeah okay so it's not that you've lost your faculties as a as a, as a grown-up man or woman it's just that you deliberately and willingly stoop down to try to speak at the level of the child you're talking to. Mm. And so this is what, uh, you know, uh, kenosis was. Actually, God stooped low. He, he came down to human level. And so uh, in that sense, um, you, know, the, you know, the Christian's message is built on the idea of the incarnation that, you know, God... You know, came, came, came down. Let's look at another text that I, I want to look at because I think it's, it's, it's an extremely important part uh, of, um, uh, let's see, I'm sure that I'll have my my Bible. <laughs> in your bag. Yeah, it is, not, <laughs> it is not very far away from here. And um, so we're looking at the book of Hebrews. Uh, we are in the book of Hebrews. And because I want to make sure that this, this is put to rest that uh, it is true that you know the claim whether by the Jesus disciples or by Jesus himself were very clear uh, that he is God indeed when you read um, you know Hebrews chapter 1 Hebrews chapter 1 if, if you read uh, verse 1 uh, verse 3 it says the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact, the exact representation of his being. Mm. The exact. Yeah. Right? So, his exact representation of God is yeah. the exact representation. And listen to the dialogue that goes on um, from verse 5. For, which, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I have become your father. Or again, 
I will be your father and you will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his messengers winds and his, his servants flames of fire. But about the son, he says, this is the father speaking to the son. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. You've loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, therefore, God, your God has set you above your companion. Mm. So, of the Son, the Father calls God. And so, if you are, you know, a a, a believing Jew, like uh, like Jesus was, you don't talk about God like that. No. All right. So in that sense, you have here an establishment of the fact that for real and for sure, Jesus is God. All right. And so that's what the Christian message is built on. And yes. anyone who denies that particular message, like the Islamic faith does, then puts themselves in a position of whether the Christian message is correct or the Islamic message is correct. Mm. So we got to therefore look at, well, if Jesus was God, how do we know? How do we basically settle that particular one? But I'll show you a few more things that the the Quran doesn't get quite right. All right. Well, we will uh, have a bit of a break and then we'll come back and, uh, and discover more. So my Jesus, you're here right now Holding me through it all Holding me through it all Here in this moment, Lord, I am running Right up to your throne All that I need is finding you, Jesus Your presence is my home Nothing that's in the way between us, my Lord and friend. You cover me in your grace, cover me in your grace. Here in this moment, Lord, I am running right up to your throne. All that I need is finding you, Jesus. Your presence is my Nothing's gonna hold me back Nothing's gonna hold me back From your failing love 
Nothing's gonna change your heart Nothing's gonna change your heart Your presence is my home I will run to you So you're listening to 105.1 Life FM and uh, we're talking about Jesus and how um, Islam looks at Jesus and and how he is portrayed in the Quran. Um, We've been looking at a number of uh, texts from the Quran and Samuel, you're going to just um, pull out a few more indications of where um, Islam sits when it talks about Jesus. Yes. Now you've got... um the, there's another thing that uh, the Islamic text gets wrong uh, is quite a, a major a major thing uh, in the uh, demonstration of the divinity of Jesus is the fact that the Islamic text does not believe that Jesus died on the cross. Right. So if you, you go in the Quranic text, chapter 4, uh, I think it's a verse... Uh, 157 it says that Allah made them him to appear as though he was crucified but he was not crucified and um, Allah replaced him with someone else who was crucified in his stead and Allah basically raised Jesus to himself took Jesus to himself because he wouldn't let his messenger his prophet to be treated that way all right okay and it, so it basically goes at the very core of the message of the Christian faith because salvation uh, for the Christian church, uh, uh, for the gospel passes through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Yes. So if Christ didn't die, then he didn't rise from the dead. Mm. And if he didn't die, then the Christian message obviously is mistaken. So it's like when when when. Often when I had a, 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 a colleague at work, we were discussing, he's, he's a Muslim, and we were discussing this um, uh, because he knew that the the two claims of the Islamic message and the Christian message were in, in, in sort of obvious contradiction. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he knew that, you know, the Christian believed that Jesus is God and the Christian believed that he died on the cross 
and the Christian believe that he rose from the dead. Mm. And so the uh, the whereas the Quranic um, Islamic message says that he is not the Son of God, and he did not die on the cross, which takes salvation away. Yeah. And it didn't rise since it didn't die, so it didn't rise. Okay, mm. and since it didn't die, it didn't rise. And so, once you have taken the divinity of Jesus, the death of Jesus on the cross, and the resurrection, you've gutted Christianity. Yeah. And so this is why I'm always, uh, you know, sort of, uh, I, you know, it, it's rather interesting when the, I was invited into an interfaith um, uh, meeting here in Bendigo once, and I sat there thinking, well, the. If, if the interfaith idea itself is a humanistic idea, the idea that the humanist, uh, secularist, can basically dictate to these religions, this what matters to you people is just simply to be nice, mm. to give each other a piece of food, just, you know. But whereas these religions have got core matters, it is the matter of who is God, who is Jesus, you know, what is salvation made of, what exactly do you need to be saved, what happens in the last day. But the secularist is not really concerned with that. He thinks he's just going to live here, be nice to everybody, and then die. That's that. Mm. So by putting this interfaith idea together, I uh, sort of say, look, how about you just espouse? It's like the, the secular humanist is preaching his own gospel, yeah. which says, hey, be nice to each other. We'll die one day, all of us. So don't, don't, don't cause trouble. And you're all other. the same anyway. So why? You are the same. Are you, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, who determines whether we're the same? Yeah. You yeah. or our theology? Like, exactly. you know, the yeah. teaching of Christ determines. So, and so all the Christians, uh, you know, uh, taught uh, that what mattered the most was the fact that Christ rose from the dead, which basically entailed that he died on the cross. Yeah. A man doesn't rise bodily from the dead if he didn't bodily die. Mm. Okay? And so... It leads into the question that we want to sort of give give plenty of time. But we're going to start. Uh, we've, I've done this. I do this uh, every Easter. Uh, when when Easter comes, you know, I make the case for you know the fact that a man died and a man rose from the dead. Yeah. Let's let's re- read an interesting text. Um, you know about uh, what Apostle Paul writes uh, when it comes to the importance of the resurrection. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're looking at verse 14 to 19. Because all that Jesus said throughout his life was that destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it. Rebuild it, And the Jews knew what he meant because the temple was the dwelling of God. It's like the, if you wanted to see God on earth, it was the temple. And so, and, and, and his, his apostles used to say he was talking about his own, his own body. Mm. And so the resurrection of Jesus is what establishes his divinity. Because if Jesus is raised from the dead, now we have a miracle on our hands. Jesus' claim to be God was just being vindicated. Yeah. By God the Father. God the Father vindicated Jesus yep. by his death on the cross. So in that sense, if Christ rose from the dead, then his claims were exactly true. And now we are faced with the reality that the Jews must be wrong and the Islamic, uh, Islamic religion is wrong. And so if Jesus is raised from the dead, and if we can demonstrate that he rose from the dead, this is not uh, some sort of... Uh, 
you know, psychological matter, if it was reality that he actually died and rose from the dead. Now, what therefore we have on our hands is that he is claimed to have been the creator of the universe, mm. the most holy being, the uh, necessary being, is true. And if that is true, then we can establish that God exists. We can establish that God visited the earth, he became man, and therefore, whatever he says on a matter we started out when we started this program, which is a matter of what is se- human sexuality, is what ought to be what we believe and legislate. Mm. You see what I mean? Yes. And so, let's see what Apostle Paul says about Jesus uh, and the resurrection. If we read from verse 14 of First Corinthians chapter 15, and here is the, the Apostle writing. Um, let me see if I can find verse 14. There we are. He goes on to say, And if Christ is not being raised, let's just read it in, in a context. Let's start from verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? So he's sort of saying, look, there's going to be resurrection of the dead. Mm. Uh, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, there'll be no resurrection from the dead. But if he did, then the resurrection is going to happen. He goes on to say, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And then he goes on to say, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. So is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witness about God. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, no Christian shouldn't be talking about God. No. Right? We are false witness about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But if he did not raise Christ from the dead, if in fact the dead are not raised, so if he didn't raise Christ from the dead, then the dead will not be raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Mm. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all. Yep. This is flat out big hammer stuff. It is. So the entire enterprise of the Christian message is built on the divinity of Jesus and the vindication of that claim by the resurrection. So if Christ is not raised from the dead, then he's not God. No. But if he is raised from the dead, now we're dealing with God right here. Yep. He's just come and visited us. And, and so that's where, and it is, it is something that is factually demonstrable. There's, there's a little booklet that was written by, um, pardon me, uh, Jim Wallace, J. Warner Wallace, and it's 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 sort of alive. Uh, you know, it's very small like this. And you know, I always recommend, you know, every believer just go up one of those. You know, alive. Yeah. Every Christian must be capable of defending the resurrection because the resurrection ties Jesus to who he was. Yeah. And because of that, our faith is meaningful. That's right. Exactly. All right. Well, after the uh, after we have a little bit of a break, we'll come back and uh, wrap this particular one up. So uh, we'll have a listen to some uh, some music uh, before we come back.
So Samuel, we were having a little bit of a chat off air, um, and, uh, and and we'll we'll have a bit of a look at that that sort of thing because you made the comment that um, at some point you you know people constantly say and they do constantly say that all religions are the same. Yeah. Um, you said before in, in the other uh, part of the program that um, you, you know you'd been, been invited to an interfaith. Uh, yes. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. And and we do get invited to these sorts of things. Yes. And and you realise, well, that, that people have a very shallow idea of yeah. what uh, what faith is all about. Yeah. And and really, from my perspective, I suppose if people don't know, um, we 
all religions have a moral base. Mm-hmm. We want to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a goodness and a helping people and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. all those really nice touchy-feely things. Yes. So we, we have this moral soup that we all live in. Yes. And this is the thing. I like the, the way thing. you say moral, <laughs> moral soup. soup. Great. Um, so this is the sort of thing that – uh, that people see yeah. uh, because they're seeing the actions of each particular group. Yeah. But until you delve in and find out what the core beliefs are, yes. you don't really know what the fundamentals are yes. that motivate people into that yes. moral space. And that's where where people don't understand yeah. that, okay, yes, we are, we are wanting to be good because our God – um, talks to us about his, his goodness and sets yes. a moral standard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in Christianity it's a really high standard. Yes. But, but other people don't know that. If they haven't really studied religion, they have no idea. Yes, that, that's exactly right. So you, you have, in a way here, you have uh, what you're saying there, that you've got the extremities, you know, that you look, treat each you know, you know, love each other, treat each other right. Feed those, people that are hungry, yeah, yeah, look those, after those people. Yeah, kind of stuff. Yep. And, 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 and so people think, oh, yeah, well, that's what matters. Now, what matters to religions is not that. That's extremities. You've got the fundamentals. You made the foundation of the religion. Uh, and the idea that the foundation of the religion starts with the identity of God. You know, who is giving these moral instructions? All right, if the person who's giving the moral instructions is not qualified to be giving it, I mean, you can choose to do that, but at the end of the day, those what moral instructions, you? exactly, yeah. what, what is the end game? Yeah. And so most religions have got end games, which is, it's the matter of salvation, recognizing there's something wrong with man and something needs to be done about it. Mm. And so whether it's, for example, as I was saying, with, with Buddhism, it was like desires is what's wrong with us. Buddha, it comes and say, we, we just, we like excess. And, and he, will live in a, you know, he was living in excessive opulence and he found people who were beggars on the street. And like, why do we have to live that way? And they live this way. So, you know, he was animated by this altruistic this, this sort of desire um, to to deny desires. It's quite self-contradictory. <laughs> yeah. But so, And then he goes on to say, well, if you deny yourself and you deny these desires, then you will uh, you know, ascend to the level of illumination. And, and that's his pursuit. He didn't even have to talk about God at all. And whereas, you know, you know all the other religions uh, like Hinduism start with the idea that there is God, Brahman, and there's Atman, that's us, and something is wrong, we have departed from the true knowledge. Mm. The true knowledge is that Brahman is, uh, Atman is Brahman. That there's this monistic sort of interaction, the oneness that ought to be between this Brahman, impersonal force, which is basically like you go to somebody realizing it's the universe. You've got to be in tune with the yes, universe, you know, right. this kind of yep. stuff. You've had a new age, new age language. Like That's what Karma and from. everything else. And so the way, therefore, the way, therefore, to to be to to uh, to be saved is to align yourself with Brahman. And and if you've been doing the wrong thing, you then the universe, Brahman, the universe uh, organizes for you to pay for your wrongdoing. Yeah. That's karma. Yeah. And so, and another way of uh, you know being able to. Align your knowledge, the inner self, to Brahman as Atman is through yoga. 
yoga. They did the meditations. You've got all sorts of types of yoga uh, that need to be done to be able to align your consciousness with Brahman. Mm. And if you haven't done that, then you get the reincarnation bit where you die and you get reborn to start this cycle again until you can come to. So that is your, you know, the explanation of how salvation works, yeah. right? Yeah. It's religion has got that. Yeah. You know, something's wrong with humans and they have to be there. So in Buddhism, just achieve the highest level of detachment, if you will, mm-hmm. and then you'll be illuminated and so you won't be so stuck into the rut of desire and the personal passions and so on and so forth. And in, in Hinduism, so you have to come to the realization that you are God, you are in line with Brahman, and so you quit your individualism, and so you then, uh, if, if, to, that, to, to achieve that, you know, every the wrong thing you do, there's karma uh, that you've got to pay, so the, the way for you to pay, you misdeed, and if you can't finish paying that now, I mean, if you want to pay it fast, you do, you know, yoga as the discipline toward that realization of, you know, the great consciousness. Or uh, if you die, you come back through a reincarnation until you have paid your debt. It's a lot of hard work, isn't it? All the religions have all got work. a lot of lot of hard work and you've got a to spend a lot, lot of time and energy yes. getting all this stuff happening. Yes, yes. Yep. And if, if you are a Jew... You know, you stick to all the laws of Moses yep. and all the laws uh, that, that was given in the Torah, and it's it, their interpretation depending whether you was you're you're a Sadducee or a Pharisee. They're all the sort of you know the laws of 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 of, uh, of you know of Israel and, and the laws of of the Judaic religion. And if you're a Muslim, you just do good deeds and bad deeds, uh, but you mostly try to do good deeds. You fast, you, you do your, you know, you keep your, your five fundamental faith, you pray, you visit Mecca, um, you go on a pilgrimage, and you do all these things to outweigh all the bad deeds yeah, you so do. They, you they give weigh arms. It up. They yes. weigh it up, don't and they? Yeah. And, and the way to achieve salvation is by those works, so yeah. that when you get at the end of your life, uh, at the day of judgment, Allah comes and looks at the good and bad uh, deeds and he weighs them up. And your good deeds, uh, if they weigh out where you bad deeds, you go into paradise. Mm. So if you notice that all this good doing, detachment from desires and so on and so forth, you know, is aimed to a fundamental salvation. Mm. Yes. But you see, the secular humanist who's trying to set these religions up, I haven't talked about Christianity yet, uh, who set this up, is trying to say, Good deeds and bad deeds is all is all about. No. Yeah, no. The good deeds and bad deeds are aimed at the one fundamental. We are out of step with God. Mm. We've sinned against him. And how do we get back to him? Now, I know Buddhism doesn't talk about God, but they, it's like achieving nirvana that it's sort of the, the elimination, the Buddha, the, the highest level, is, is a desirable thing for some reason. And so, and then comes Christianity. Jesus comes through the Inca reincarnation. Christianity recognized there's something wrong with man. Yeah. God made man. Man was good. And man chose to go his own way. So man is bad. As every other religion recognized. So man need to return back to God. And so the way back to God, man does not know. Only God could come and take man back to him. And God couldn't do it until God had assumed the position of man. Man was sold himself up to the deceiver. Uh, Only man could fight the deceiver so that men would be set free. But mm. men couldn't because now men is slave. But God could set men free, but God is God. God is not man. Yeah. Therefore, God became man. It's 
So hence the incarnation. Exactly. Yep. And so when God becomes man, so, so that man doesn't have to go struggling, good deed, bad deed, no? The man who came here, the, the way Apostle Paul put it, by one man, sin entered in the world. Yeah. And through one man, Jesus, then sin is gotten out of the world. Righteousness is achieved. Yeah. And so that the first Adam represented humanity and the second Adam, Jesus, represent humanity all the same. So he comes in and he lives a perfect life and he dies on the cross, the death that man deserved, so that when uh, that is achieved, whosoever trusts in him is received the credit and he didn't oh, just die. He, uh, he separated from God. He was yes. separated from God as we yeah, are separated yeah, yeah. from God. So when the Christian does the good deeds, they do it not to earn salvation, but as an obedience yep. and a response to the one to God. exactly yeah. who afforded them their salvation for yeah, free. Exactly. So the difference with all the other religions now you see at the fundamentals mm. is the reason why the good deeds are done. Yes, Some do the good deeds to earn God's favor. And Christianity does the good deeds as a response to an inimaginable favor that God did to man. Yes. Now that is fundamentally different. It is absolutely way out there fundamentally different. Yeah. So the secular humanists so strong to say, but you all religions are the same. Well, you haven't looked at our fundamentals. No. You are looking at the superficial. So in that sense, uh, you know, finding out what is true about every uh, your faith here matters big time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does, and and that's right because um, you know what they what they're really seeing is um, people living out their faith. So they're living out the things that they believe mm. and making sure that um, they're following <laughs> the, the 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 path that's been set before them by yes. the God that they're worshiping yes. um, or the the God that they are following. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, Samuel, uh, next week we're going to look at. So next week we're going to be making the case to how do we really, really know Jesus was God? So it's the case for the resurrection. We're going yep. to say that he made claims and Apostle Paul just told us that God vindicated Jesus by raising him from the dead. So if Christ rose from the dead, we're going to just simply flood out analysis. If Christ rose from the dead, therefore he is the God who made the universe. Yes. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. Well, uh, we would invite you to come and join us again ne- next week from 12 to 1 as we, uh, as we talk about that aspect of what we've been talking about just in, in, in describing God, finding out that there is a God, um, looking at Jesus and seeing that Jesus is God. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Samuel, again for your time today. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, and we look forward to next week. And uh, if anybody wants to check, it, uh, check this out or recommend it to a friend, please go to A Reasonable Christianity's Facebook page. Or just to my personal Facebook page Or as to well, Samuel Chisichetti's uh, personal page. And you will find all these uh, there and you can catch up on what you've missed out on.